Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Check, check, check. I think that the microphone is all set up. I want to apologize for the audio quality on my last episode. I've been trying out this whole like at-home recording situation. And there are a lot of uh, trial and error stages, to say the least. Anyways, I think I finally got into a position that works really well. I'm sitting on the floor of my closet, my New York City-sized closet, and I'm just using, you know, the sweatshirts and all of my comfy clothes that are in this closet as absorbency so we get this great podcast quality. So thank you for bearing with me as we make our Tigris return. Um, You might have noticed that I'm not in a podcast studio anymore or anything like that. I took a couple months off, but now I'm back into the podcasting world and really getting back to like the roots of Tigris. And to me, the roots of Tigris were like being on my own, you know, the only camera being maybe my iPhone and just being able to really look internally, not be around like fancy lights or have this idea of like a large light up production, but having it be really like real and raw and just like vulnerable. And I guess that's now, um, you know, progressed into me doing at home podcast recordings, even in my closet. But you know what, I think it sounds good. So just bear with me, we're going to go for it. So I'm really excited because today in this episode, we're going to be talking about a big life update that I have. And that is becoming a dog mom. Might remember from a few months ago, I did a podcast episode with my youngest sister, Issa, And we did it all about how being a dog mom saved Issa's life. Like she was really struggling with anxiety and just managing her own life, getting out of bed and, you know, doing the damn thing. And she ended up getting a dog or a family dog, Romeo Blue, who's a pit bull. And it was a game changer. It taught her responsibility, really, you know, pushed her to be 
super disciplined about everyday tasks, about her own self-care and academic life, all the way to being able to care for another, um, you know, living being. And you might have heard in that episode, like, I've always kind of made fun of her as a dog mom because her and my mom, like, talk to Blue like Blue is a human. Like, they've hired a dog whisperer before to understand Blue's feelings. And before they leave the house, they, like, sit down and they have a conversation, you know, in human English with the dog so that the dog knows where they're going. And I've always kind of made fun of it, like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. It's just a dog. Like, you just have to discipline it. Like, it made no sense to me that, you know, my sister or anybody that I saw or any of my friends, like, spent money on clothing for their dogs or uh, spending on, like, top-tier babysitting for their dogs. And I just want to start this episode by apologizing from the bottom of my heart to all of those dog moms and dog dads and dog parents um, because I totally get it and I feel like I'm now a New York City, um, you know, income-earning dog owner who just wants to give so much to my little puppy. So for those of you who have been following online on TikTok or on any of my social media platforms, you have already met Mimi. But uh, yeah, I now own a six-month-old Woodle named Mimi, and she has been so amazing. And um, I'm just absolutely in love with her. And I completely understand how owning a dog can be a game changer for mental health because you might have noticed in previous episodes of Tigress, I mean, the last episode being like called Fuck FOMO and then the one before like Tigress Returns, me kind of coming out of this larger depressive episode, like I have not been in the best spot recently. I feel like I kind of lost myself in all the work that I was doing in social media and now I feel like I'm kind of getting back onto my feet, getting back into just being able to have my coping mechanisms in place and having new coping mechanisms that work for me in the current state of my life. And Mimi's a really big part of that. So Mimi came into my life really unexpectedly. Um, you know, Henry and I have been dreaming of a dog for a long time. I mean, I've always uh, tweeted about or like, you know, expressed the interest of having a dog eventually, you know, like, oh, when I'm able to have a yard or when I'm able to um, you know, have my own sleeping schedule intact, in or when I get to a place of financial income where I feel like I can feed myself and feed another being, like, I would love a dog. And I've always loved dogs. I've always been a dog person, not a cat person. Like, you know, I remember at Harvard when there were these, like, puppy meetups, uh, they would bring, like, puppies to campus during study, uh, study weeks. And I would go to all of those as, like, one of the few student activities I would go to because I completely agree, like, interacting with a fluffy dog can, you know, boost your serotonin. But, so I've always wanted a dog, and I've been following a few organizations on Instagram for a really long time. Korean Dog Rescue, uh, you know, Korean Canine Dog Rescue, um, these different organizations around the city that, you know, have good social media presences and are able to post the dogs that they have available. And I've been in touch with one for a few times now uh, when I inquired about a dog. And it's called Korean Dog Rescue, and it's run by this woman, like, kind of as a one-woman show. Her name is Sue. And, um, a f like, a f many months ago, I think maybe in the summer, I had walked into a pet store in Brooklyn in Williamsburg, and I had saw this 
small German shepherd puppy and fell in love with her and was like, oh my God, her name is Bear. We're going to adopt Bear. We filled out the paperwork. And as I was filling the paperwork, I just expressed to Sue, like, you know, I'm so excited about this. I, even though we have a small apartment, I think we could take like a full grown German shepherd. I'm ready for it. I want to like make all the life changes. The only thing I'm concerned about is like, I probably can't deal with a dog with separation anxiety because my travel schedule is really busy. And even though we had like literally signed the paperwork to adopt this dog, Bear, she was like, yeah, no, like Bear has extreme social anxiety, uh, separation anxiety and cries all the time. Even when we leave the room, Bear is not the dog for you. And I was really sad about it, but I kind of took it as a sign from the universe. Like, okay, I'm not ready for a dog. Like, you know, Sue saying no, uh, Bear is not yours is her saying, Nadia, take a little bit more time and work on yourself and um, come back to me uh, when you're feeling ready for a puppy. And so I kind of gave up on it. I took it as a sign from the universe, like, I'm not getting a dog. We're all good. Um, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to figure out my mental health and like craving for puppy love in a different way. Um, you know, and I don't think I've really done that. I've definitely, I think, had dog fever, you know, this for the last couple of years. Um, some context of like where I think my love for and knowledge of puppy love comes from is I also had a dog with my ex-boyfriend. So with my ex-boyfriend, we had dated for like two months, moved in together, adopted a dog together named Teddy. It was a golden doodle. And I like fell in love with this golden doodle. And so I think that there is also part of me that's been resistant to like, maybe getting a dog isn't the best thing because what if Henry and I break up? Then would Henry get the dog? I mean, in my last relationship, it was really obvious that, you know, my ex would get the dog because I just didn't have the lifestyle. I was traveling so much for work. And so for me, I was, I feel like I've been hesitant about getting a dog, but there's been this underlying like puppy obsession, dog fever. Like I see dogs on the subway, on the sidewalk and I'm like, oh baby, baby, like I want to take you home. So um, yeah, I've, I've been kind of like following uh, this organization and inquiring about different puppies for quite a while now. And then out of the blue, Sue texts me a picture of these um, fluffy little dogs she has. And she's like, hey, can you take these two dogs for foster, like emergency foster? And I was like, we can't take two. And she was like, okay, that's fine. I'll let you know if you can have one because she knew that I was interested in fostering. And so finally, um, like one day I get this text and she's like, uh, give me a call when you can. We need an emergency foster. We have a couple dogs coming in and we have like 12 hours to place them. And I was like, okay, um, maybe send me a picture. And not to be like, you know, oh, I'm only going to take it if it's cute. It was purely like, I just wanted to know what kind of dog, like what, how big of a dog am I getting into, all of that. And, you know, we've gotten inquiries to foster dogs before. And something in Henry and my life just wasn't adding up. Like one of us was really busy. I was going to be traveling for work. And Sue just ends up sending us this picture of like a five-month-old Mimi. And she's like, a little ball of black fur, just like jet black fur, just like super adorable. She sends us little, sends us this picture with Mimi in like, or her name wasn't Mimi, by the way. Her name was Natalie. Ew, I hate that name for a dog. But her name was Natalie. And she's like, five month old Woodle, give me a call. So Sue and I get on the phone and I'm like, okay, what's up? Like, what's the details? When do you need pickup? And she was like, we need pickup in the next two hours. And she basically tells me that they have been in touch with breeders around like the northeast area of the u.s and apparently what breeders do when these dogs get to be like five six months old is they just dispose of them and the reason for that is because the dogs are like peak price when they're like eight weeks old when they can be adopted 
So some of these dogs, like Woodles in particular, will go for like $6,000 when they're eight weeks old, but then every week that they stay there, they're like losing value. And the best way to describe like how this all works from like a capitalism perspective and how it was described to me is like with designer clothing, right? Like all these designer brands make a bunch of inventory and then they end up burning a lot of inventory rather than donating it or reselling it or giving it away. Because if they donate it, it signals to the world that like this brand is not wanted. There's too much. There's not enough demand, which naturally lowers the cost or the price. And they don't want to like resell it because, again, it kind of signals the same thing, but they're going to be reselling it at a lower value, which will affect like the pricing of all of their inventory. So instead, these designer brands like they're guilty of burning these clothes and it's really fucked up. And it's even more fucked up when you apply it to this, you know, market of breeders where apparently these breeders just like dispose of the dogs. They don't want to give them to shelters because they don't want like this breed like Woodles are a fancy, like we've told people, oh yeah, Mimi's a Woodle, and they're like, oh, fancy dog. I don't know anything about dog breeds, but I think that, you know, Woodles being this uh, sought-after dog breed, they don't want to give the dogs to the shelters because they're like, they don't want this to be a shelter dog. They want this to be like a premium breed of dog, and they don't want to like sell them at a lower price because it will affect like the rest, the rest of the pricing of the litter. So what we were told is that a few of Mimi's litter mates had already been quote unquote disposed of. And if we, if we, or like if the organizations didn't come pick them up within 12 hours, they were going to um, drown the dogs or have the dogs die by shovel, like super awful, just like heartbreaking. And so anyways, I text Henry a photo and I tell him the story and he's like, okay, cool. And basically, it's like, where do I pick up Mimi? And I was off at work, like, doing all of these, you know, I don't even know. I I was going to the Museum of Sex in New York with my team, you know, very important team field trip things. And Henry stepped up, like, rented a car, went and adopted Mimi, like, took her home. I went out to, you know, go do the Museum of Sex thing and then rushed home. And I get home and I meet Mimi. And she's just, like, the sweetest thing in the world. And at this point, we're just fostering. And her name was Natalie. And she was really bad at walking, like did not want to walk, just would kind of like stop and refuse to move. And I don't like Henry and I didn't think that it was because she was scared. It was really just like she seemed overwhelmed, like she didn't she was just like looking around really curious. But I think also like she's a dog that kind of seems like she's been caged up for the first five months of her life. And maybe that was the situation with the breeders who have, by the way, been so sketchy, they haven't, they've, like, refused to send us any vaccine documents or vet documents with their name on it because apparently they don't want to be tracked back. But, like, when we first got her, she had never been in, like, an open space, like, was really weirded out by grass and really weirded out by walking and, like, the idea of going on a walk um, further than, like, a concrete square where she would just, like, be let out to pee. So it's been like a journey of, you know, trying to train her, getting the right training collar. The rubber training collar has been a fucking game changer. And um, at the end of the week, we ended up naming our dog uh, Mimi. And I was really opposed to the name Natalie because Natalie is the name that people call me when they don't hear my name correctly or what like Starbucks baristas put on my coffee cup when they don't hear my name. Like, I'm like, oh, Nadia. And they're like, okay, Natalie. And they're like, that's what I get on my coffee cup. So, like, 
I do not like the name Natalie. I apologize to anybody who's named Natalie. It's just for me, like the name that people call me when they fuck up my name or don't take the time to get to know my name. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So we knew it wasn't going to be Natalie, and we were looking at all these different names. Like um, we were looking at Gautier because uh, that's the name of Henry's friend. We were looking at Bear because I love the name Bear for a dog, but that was the name of the other almost puppy. And then like we just fell in love with the name Mimi because Mimi is what Henry calls his grandmother. And you know, in white families, they kind of like name the kids after the grandparents, like, and Mimi's our firstborn. And we just started kind of playing around with different names of family members and like fell in love with Mimi. And, um, you know, the team also, my August team threw in some other name ideas like Rumpelstiltskin and things like that. Um, I forget what the other names are, but like Rumpelstiltskin, I remember was one of them. And we just like the name Mimi stuck. So we have Mimi. She's uh, April 25th born. And again, like bringing up where I started this, I apologize to all dog moms and dog parents I've ever made fun of. Like Mimi is the best thing in the fucking world. And she has been single handedly, I think, so instrumental to my mental health. Like I hadn't seen my th- when we adopted Mimi, I hadn't seen my therapist like in a couple weeks. And I remember like we were going to have another appointment and I texted my therapist and I was like, hey, uh, surprise, I adopted a dog 
and can I bring our puppy to the therapy appointment? And she literally emailed back and she was like, LOL, because we joke about how every time I don't go like a couple of weeks without seeing her, I do something really impulsive. Like I buy an international airplane ticket or I do like a really expensive purchase. And it's usually like with a big purchase or something like that. Or like I'll get really blackout drunk and I like really feel awful and regret all my life decisions. So you know, I kind of came into this therapy session and with this dog who was like having zoomies in the appointment. But as we were talking and my therapist was kind of like joking with me about like fostering this um, puppy, I just kind of like had this moment where I was expressing to her like, hey, you know how I've really struggled in my depressive episodes around like getting out of bed. Like when I'm depressed or feeling sad, I just want to go to sleep. And I have this constant suicidal ideation like I just don't want to be here anymore. Like life is hard. I'm I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm just ready to be gone, and I just want to go to sleep forever. And that's a really dark thought, and it's a dark thought that I've struggled with a lot. And I always have to reassure, like my friends and family members, like, no, I'm not trying to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt myself. Anything like that. This is purely like, I'm just overwhelmed, and I want to go to sleep forever. It's like this underlying, like underlying desire. And I was telling her, like, I just feel like since I adopted Mimi, I don't really, I, I force myself to snap out of it because I want to be on morning dog duty. And at 730 in the morning, Mimi needs to pee. And if I don't take her out, she's going to pee on my bed. She's going to pee on the floor. And so I think before, like at 730 in the morning, I would like that, which is the, you know, the wake up time that I've really been pushing myself to wake up by. I would kind of like, snooze my alarm I would end up like groggily picking up my phone canceling my morning meetings like I just don't want to get out of bed I don't want to do life I don't want to do these things and now with the dog I'm like 7 30 in the morning like this isn't about me Mimi needs to pee like get out of bed then I take her out for a walk and just having the fresh air even in like cold weather in New York it's like getting outside you know picking myself putting my boots on like picking up dog shit and just like taking care of Mimi, like feeding her and then wanting to like play with her. It snaps me out of, I think, these like dark spirals that I sometimes get into. And that has been a game changer. And like, I've been in therapy since I was nine fucking years old, like over a decade where I've been trying to find a fix for this like morning depression that I often have. And adopting Mimi was just like a 180 where like she has given so much routine in my life and you know since adopting Mimi I've done all these like I've done some reading about like specifically emotional support dogs dogs for people with borderline personality disorder and you know I'm still very much working through all my BPD traits but like I think the elements of not feeling worthy of love has also been something that Mimi has really helped with like she loves me and licks my face and cuddles me and snuggles with me and like depends on me no matter what no matter what trolls are coming after me on social media no matter what bad press comes out no matter what work stress there is like Mimi will be there to like love and snuggle me and all she cares about is that I feed her and reciprocate that love and like I get emotional <laughs> oh my god like I can't believe I'm this dog mom now but like she loves me no matter what and that is like a new sense of unconditional love and I felt that with Henry too you know like Henry's really taught me unconditional love but 
of course it's different um when it's like a man and i don't want to like depend on that you know self-worthiness feeling on a man but apparently me having a dog makes me feel a lot better and they're really tangible things of how i can reciprocate and understand that love from how i feed her and support her life make sure she's taken care of um also having a dog specifically a puppy is the perfect excuse to get out of any social plans which has been wonderful because i very much lean into like my my uh introverted homebody life and being able to just be like oh sorry we don't have a dog sitter um i have to stay home with the dog which i definitely have to do like mimi definitely has separation anxiety like we put her in the pen she'll bark a lot but like if she's just like roaming around she'll chew everything so but it's a perfect excuse and i just want to buy her all the clothing um and i have no issue even though i have issue like getting groceries for myself or buying like basic like health insurance things for myself if mimi needs babysitting for 60 dollars a day because that's the fucking price in new york city do it 60 dollars. i want high quality dog sitting um she comes with me everywhere like even though she's getting big she's like 22 pounds now i take her on the subway she comes with me into the office um i wipe off the dingleberries on her butthole like that's what i do that is like my routine and it's just been so amazing like i love her so much and um yeah i just feel like i've done a huge 180 because literally the a few episodes back i was doing this episode with isa where it was like dog momming saved isa's life or whatever it's called and i was making fun of her and now like isa has visited me in new york a few times and met mimi and she sees like how obsessed henry and i are with her like she i really get you know when dog parents say like no this isn't a dog i adopted like i birthed this dog this dog was like in my womb and like i birthed her like i feel that with mimi <laughs> like i really do and um i'm just really excited to uh have her in my life i will also say um and you know henry's not gonna listen to this so i'm just gonna come out and say it like i am not ready for kids and i think henry's at a different point in his life right he's 30 years old i'm 24 so like just the age gap probably like informs how we think about just like family planning like i feel like if you ask me right now on a day like on a regular day do you want kids i'd be like like the idea of making concessions around like i'm just kind of in that selfish mode like i want to be able to just like think about my only my schedule and now i have to think even about mimi's schedule and henry's schedule like that is already too much too much for me and you know everybody keeps saying oh it'll change like in a few years you're gonna wake up and like really want kids your friends are gonna start having kids like maybe that's a thing but like i don't know and for me it it changes like i i family is everything to me i love my family and i do think like even having mimi having something having someone like a living thing to take care of and like you know that that's your like your life and you're living with and for them and you want to help and love them like maybe I will want to expand in that family one day and I think that's kind of something that I've promised Henry like that is something that I will eventually really lean into and that's something that I will love to do but at this current moment like there's no part of me that desires that I'm still 24 my mom had me when she was 23 and like that is terrifying like the idea of having a kid at this moment like a one like when my mom was my age she had a one-year-old a one-year-old little me and i'm like a handful like me having a dog one i think it's kind of calmed any conversation in my relationship of kids in in the next few years because puppies are a lot 
Like, I definitely, in the couple of weeks after we had Mimi, when I was, like, canceling social and work plans to stay home with the dog because Henry was working, I had a little bit of postpartum puppy depression. I was like, is this my life now? I just, I've never gone to a club in New York. Like, this is just what I'm going to be. I'm just not even going to have that opportunity. But no regrets. I have no regrets. And having a dog, I think, has pushed off any desire to reproduce a human because a puppy in and of itself is a lot of work. And it's work that is completely worth it because she's like the light of my life and I love her so much, but it's a lot of work. And I mean, huge shout out to Kelsey too, who's my new assistant and a producer on Tigress, of course. But like Kelsey is someone that I had hired full time to be my assistant, like I think the week after I adopted Mimi. And like, I was really straight up. I was like, you know, as like a personal assistant, like, you know, 80% of the things you're going to be supporting me with are like work related, right? Whether it be doing things that I'm going to be doing anyways, like organizing my schedule or like, you know, making sure the August office is organized, which is something that like I try to own and put on myself. Like, and I enjoy it. Like I enjoy cleaning the office on the weekends, but I kind of need some extra help on it. So Kelsey's been wonderful with that. Just like maintaining my scheduling, any partnerships and things like that. But I was really transparent. I was like, one of the biggest things I need help with now is like, dog stuff like when Mimi comes with me into the office and I have to like run into a really important meeting like with an investor with like one of my teammates I might need you to take her out to pee you know and so huge shout out to Kelsey because like having a dog has been a beautiful thing and I don't know what I could do without I don't know if I could do it all um without having that help and I'm really lucky to be able to have the financial resources because it's expensive um to be able to support like the lifestyle and the fam growing family that I have with Mimi um anyways so yeah that's a big life update for me I'm a dog mom now um and it's been amazing like I think that I definitely don't think I could have done it six months ago like when we were really in like startup craze but like now I feel like my life is at a point where I really have a handle on okay what is my life and like balance or finding a balance look like when I'm a CEO of this company and a TikToker and a podcaster and trying to do writing like what does my life look like and how does a puppy fit into that and again like I am glad we waited to adopt a puppy but from the bottom of my heart I'm so thankful for having Mimi in my life because she's been really so integral into getting me out of this most recent depressive episode I'm in where I'm just like I feel like I'm crawling every day not to feel sad and not to feel like seasonal depression is taking over me and I just want to curl up and go to sleep forever and I just want to binge watch tv and I don't want to get out of bed like I'm definitely feeling like on the brink of burnout so I've been like doing a lot of work trying to even identify coaching like trying to work on my communication more therapy sessions like spending time with Mimi like doing more yoga trying to put limits on my work because like I don't want to burn out and we have a huge year ahead of us from a work perspective and I need to be on my A game. And so I'm sleeping lots. I'm like taking more vitamin B and D, you know, being this dog mom. And yeah, I feel like the next month for me, December before 2020 fucking three, I can't believe it's 2023 for me is just about like getting my head in the right place to get ready for the new year. So with that said, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Tigress. Um, I hope you watch the video the version of this podcast episode because I'm like literally in my closet and I'm excited because like while I've been talking I'm getting all these ideas around like how I want to make this more cozy and like look cute and everything so stay tuned for that but um yeah thank you so much for listening we're back every single Wednesday and hopefully our audio quality is just getting better and better and better 
Um, and yeah, I will talk to you all next week. Bye y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.